Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Madison is the owner of Serene Moments, where she provides support as a postpartum doula and sleep consultant. She is 22 years old and lives in Northern Massachusetts. Madison has her BA in child and family studies, and as a prior nanny, infant teacher, and daycare manager, Madison decided to continue her love for supporting children and families by pursuing a full-time career as a postpartum doula and sleep consultant. As a young, childless entrepreneur working closely with families, Madison thrives to help these families through life transitions and position them to find the serene moments in parenting. Madison, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. So I wanted to have you on this podcast for a few reasons. One, because I think you're a total star. But number two, because you're just such an inspiration and a breath of fresh air. I'm so impressed by all that you've accomplished in your career. And I know you're really just getting started um, because you're so young and you don't have children of your own. I'm wondering if that has been a challenge or an asset when meeting with families to discuss how you can support them. Or maybe it's just a non-issue. I don't know. I'd love to hear how you talk about this with families and how you pitch yourself to prospective clients. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bit of both. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, being a childless entrepreneur who's working with children, it's definitely hard. There's times that, um, you know, I find myself having some hardcore imposter syndrome um, and times that, you know, I don't think that I should be working with children because I don't have children of my own. And there's been clients that ask, and it typically is one of the most commonly asked questions when I do uh, connection calls, whether that be for postpartum support or sleep consulting has been, you know, do you have kids of your own? Have you done this with your own kids? Um, and with that answer being no, sometimes that's hard for people to understand how it can be in the field that I'm in. Um, but I think it also brings a bit of a different point of view. So, you know, I'm able to provide a point of view where it's truly informational and supportive. And it's really about the parents supporting their child because as a postpartum doula and a sleep consultant, um, my job is to really work myself out of a job. Like I don't want my clients to need me. So being able to have them feeling confident enough to be able to implement everything on their own um, is truly the importance. So not having kids of my own kind of really reinforces them to have to think of their own points of view and to feel more confident in themselves and not ask me, well, what did you do with your kids? (laughs) Yeah. One thing that I uh, notice sometimes when, when CPSM uh, students are submitting their final assignment to me. So for those who are listening, who are not a part of the CPSM community, the final assignment inside of the course is to submit two written sleep plans based on case studies. And one of them is a little six month old little boy and the other is a two and a half year old little girl. And oftentimes when people submit these sleep plans that they write on their own, 
they'll write like, you know, with my own kids, I did X, Y, and Z. And I always give them the feedback that I personally think that not only is that a little bit unprofessional, but it's also just not relevant, right? Um, at the end of the day, we are experts. We are um, highly educated and highly skilled and our knowledge and our experience needs to come from a place other than like what we just did with our own kids because every family is different. Every, you know, when I support families through sleep training, I often give, you know, two or three different sleep training options. And if I give three options, two of them are ones that I would never, ever implement in my own home. Right. And, and that doesn't matter. That's, that's, that has nothing to do, you know, it doesn't matter what I would do in my home. It's all about, you know, supporting families in a way that works for them. Right. So I sort of love that you don't really have this whole, like, well, here's what I did. Because I don't know, I sort of feel like that's completely irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two parts that go with it. One is even as a postpartum doula, one of the big parts of the training that I did with Jonah is talking about how you're not talking about yourself because it isn't about you. And being able to be a huge active listener, and I think I bring that into my sleep consulting stuff as well, um, you shouldn't be talking about yourself. Like, yes, you do need your clients to be able to relate to you and to connect with you and so I do have times when, you know, if they ask me a personal question, as long as it's not too personal, I'll often answer them. Sometimes they need a bit of distraction, especially when it's sleep training and, you know, I'm messaging somebody and, you know, baby's crying and they need something to distract them. Like, that's a great conversation. You know, whoa, we're, do you have siblings? Do you have this? Where did you go to school? Whatever it may be. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, me bringing up personal information isn't going to help anything. And that's kind of the same thing that happened with my postpartum doula um, training is, you know, they said, it's not about you. It's not. And so you're really there to support them. So um, not having kids of my own kind of eliminates that question of, oh, well, what did you do? Or what would you do? And with your kids, and it's so hard, because I think the second part of it is that every child and every family is so incredibly different. Um, and kind of like how you guys have always said, and I find a lot of sleep consultants um, that have gone through your program have said, you know, we're meeting parents where they're at, right? And so, you know, some parenting styles are different. Some child, every child has a different personality. Every parent has a different personality. Every family needs and goals are different from one another. So one size does not fit all when it comes to sleep training for sure. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and I wanted to bring up and we sort of touched on this already, but I wanted to bring it up, uh, you know, a few, I don't know if it was a few months ago, maybe it was even longer than that. At this point, I interviewed uh, CPSM graduate Natalie Fay, uh, who also is she doesn't have children of her own. She's a career nanny. And, and we talked about this, like, do you come up against situations where parents are giving you pushback? because you don't have kids of your own. And the way that she spoke about it, she spoke about it so eloquently. And she talked about how, you know, she doesn't lean on personal family experiences. She leans on her training, her education, her experience in working with each individual family, just like you said, and meeting them where they are. And I don't know, I just think it's so spot on. And I love that now the two of you have become good friends. And, yes, and you've we're working yeah, on a project so talk about together. That. Yeah, talk about that a little yeah. bit, if you're willing. So yeah, so it's been super nice with 
with Natalie. Um, and you're right. She said everything so perfectly on the podcast with you that I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to compare. <laughs> um, but no, it's true. I think that it, the imposter syndrome is real, but I have to reassure myself at times that, you know, I have a degree in this. I have been in the field for forever. I've been working. I was babysitting children when I was, I swear, like eight years old. I mean, I've been in the field with children for so long that just because I don't have my own child doesn't mean that I don't have the knowledge and the education to support people in the processes they're going through. Um, But yeah, so Natalie and I have been um, working together and you know, it's really nice to have somebody who also doesn't have children because we can talk about the imposter syndrome moments and we can talk about the wins and the losses and all the fun stuff. Um, and we both are working together right now to launch a project for January um, that we're offering like this membership kind of thing um, where clients, especially like post clients, will be able to kind of sign up for a monthly fee where they get to have access to our knowledge because that's what we build our businesses off of is our education and our knowledge. So being able to support clients, whether it's sleep related, it's, you know, talking about just anything that has to do with with growth of children and just to have a quote unquote professional behind you to back you on what you need and what you're thinking. Um, And so we're going to be offering that and included in that will be a newsletter that has tips and tricks tips and tricks based on, um, you know, the monthly theme, and we're going to do like a zoom. So it's going to be super fun uh, to be able to collaborate together to we'll be bringing them separately to our own platforms, but to kind of bounce ideas off each other for that. And I'm super excited to launch that. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait to see it come to fruition. I know that you are currently working for an agency, right? With Mm -hmm. regard to your postpartum business. Um, But I'd love for you to share if you're willing, uh, where you found your first sleep consulting client, because it's a really amazing story. And I think it happened before you were even technically certified, right? Yeah, so I do. I work with an agency for postpartum stuff, but I also take on my own clients. So some of my clients have been coming from um, my own stuff as well. But yes, my first client was like such a cool, wild experience. Um, So I was actually driving home and I was like, wow, like I have a couple minutes before clients, like I just need to kill some time. I ended up going into Marshall's and I was walking around and I had purchased a baby carrier myself from a Marshall's the other day and it was on sale. So I was like, I'm going to go check and see if they've got another one. So I'm in the baby section and I'm walking around and I picked up this baby carrier and this woman is standing next to me and she has her baby in the cart and she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I just picked one of those up. I can't believe they're on sale. And I said, yeah, I really love it. I'm a postpartum doula actually. And so I use these with my newborns. I love them. And she's like, oh my gosh, no way. She said, do you have any sleep tips? And and I said, actually, um, I'm actually a sleep consultant as well. And it was like this like light went off in her head. Um, and later she told me that she was really having a hard time with his sleep and was really struggling. And she had been praying and praying to have his have his sleep be better. And she told me that the night before she met me, she said he was up all night. And she said, I was praying to God that I was finding some way and something. And she's like, I don't know what it was. But next thing I know, you were there and you were telling me that you were a sleep consultant. And I was like, all right, this is it. Um, And it ended up working out well, not only for her, but then after we were able to find some success and we finished working together. She's now posted on her Instagram story about my services. And so not only did I help her get to her goals, but her posting has also helped me to grow my business. And so it's truly like this kind of fate situation. I truly feel like it was such an amazing way to kind of connect with people and especially finding somebody as 
um, just a sleep consultant client and not someone that came through my postpartum work was really kind of cool. Yeah. And I think the reason that that happened for you is twofold. One, like you're just willing to talk about what you do with anybody who's there and who will listen, right? Like that's number one. And I think that that's super important. And number two, I think it's your energy, right? Like you showed up uh, in Marshall's super confident as a postpartum doula. And then when she mentioned sleep as a sleep consultant and, and ready to, ready to help her, ready to serve, you know? And I think when you show up with that sort of, I don't know, you just have this aura about you, this confidence that, that I think people feed off of that. And I don't know if that can be taught, but but you definitely have it. Maybe it comes from experience and maybe it just comes from loving what you do. I don't know. It's definitely a loving what you do thing. I think it's also a fake it till you make it thing. I mean, I definitely am confident in the moments that I'm confident, but there's definitely times when I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle this or like, he's really struggling with sleep. I don't know if I can support them. Or most recently, oh, this is my first time working in sleep training twins. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. And, um, but I think if you can truly put on the face that you know what you're doing, because I mean, deep down, I do know it's going to end up happening, right? But, you know, you got to trick yourself into it so that then you can come across more confident and come across as, you know, the boss person that you are. So were you scared to add sleep consulting to your business? Was that was that like a big leap for you? Or was that just the natural next step? Yeah. Um, great question. So when I trained as a postpartum doula, that was back in um, March of 2022 here. Um, and when I was doing that, you know, I was really doing lots of research. The biggest jump for me was going from my salary position at the daycare to working for myself. Um, I had just purchased my own condo. I am like you mentioned 22. Um, and the idea of having a mortgage and working for my own LLC and not having a consistent income was scary. Um, so I think that you know, when I finally got into the postpartum work, I was like, all right, well, you know, now I'm doing a lot of night shifts and sleep consulting and just sleep training is really, I wanted to just do a training on sleep. It was kind of where my brain was first at. And I was like, you know, I just want to make sure I know all the information because when you're working nights, you get a lot of questions on sleep because that's what we are doing. Um, and so I was, it was kind of on the the back burner. It was something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't really making a ton of income enough to, you know, throw money at something. And then I popped, you popped up and I was looking at different things. And, you know, I was like, well, this really seems like it could be a really great investment. Um, because it's not only a like educational investment, it's going to be great for me to add to, you know, my overnight shifts for knowledge and things like that. But you guys, um, when I watched the video that you were doing, we're talking about like, you know, the income possibilities that it has as well. And it was really reassuring and kind of what I needed to hear in the moment because I was working 80 hour weeks and I was making money and I was saving a lot of it so that when I didn't have those crazy amounts of clients, I would be okay. But having the ability to work virtually and also be making some money was really, really kind of felt like a safety net safety net for me. Um, and it made me feel like, okay, you know, this really might be a good decision. Um, rather than just taking a class and making sure I know all this knowledge about sleep, why don't I just teach people how to sleep? Um, and so I was like, all right, well, we just got to make the jump. <laughs> um, so I signed up and it's been nerve wracking, but it's also been 
so needed. I feel like I already, I knew some of it. I mean, my degree also, like when I was at school, I was learning a lot about sleep and the psychology aspects of things. Um, and so some of the stuff in the course I knew about, um, but then there were so many things I didn't know about and that I was able to bring to, you know, my postpartum clients and friends and now sleep clients. And so it's been really cool. It was definitely nerve wracking, but it's been really cool to be able to actually implement it. And I think that it's really kind of helping my business grow a ton too. When you have these fears around taking a big leap, I mean, the way you said it, you were like, okay, just like took the big leap. I made the jump. Like for a lot of people, that's really hard. I'm wondering if you can unpack like what it takes to do that. Is that, are you just a little impulsive? Are you just brave or like what? Cause I'm kind of like that too. You know, when I see something that I am attracted to, that I'm drawn to, whether it's uh, a training or some sort of uh, support for my business, anything that I need, like when I'm really drawn to something and I have this gut feeling that like, okay, this is going to help me get to the next level. I just sort of, I go for it. And you sort of are making me feel like you do that too. But is there, is there more thought that goes into it? Or are you just like, you know, it when you see it and you're not afraid to say yes to yourself? I think it's a bit of that, but it's also, I'm very much like a research person. Like I will like get all of the information on things. Granted, I do it extremely quickly. And so I do it to the outside world. It looks like I jump really easily into new things. Um, But I definitely look into things a lot. I knew that I wanted to do sleep of some kind, training, support, consulting, whatever it needed to be. Um, But I never thought about adding, adding it to my, you know, offerings because I didn't think of the idea of, oh, it's virtual support that it could be. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. So I was like, you know, really looking into it. But then I was talking to one of my family members. I was talking to one of my friends about it and like really just talking about it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a big jump. And, you know, for someone who had just started their own business and was trying to build up this savings account and trying to, you know, be conscious with my money, it was really scary to pay that fee up front. And I remember talking to my dad about it and being like, you know, I really think this is going to be a really good addition to my offerings, but like, it's a lot of money to jump. And he said, he's like, you know, if you do this, we kind of did the math out and we're like, okay, well, like if this postpartum client signs on for this and like, it's going to come back pretty quickly, you're going to have so much more knowledge and I'm going to have more, like I say letters after my name, (laughs) like, you know, more certificates after my name. Um, And it's going to make me just one step better, right? And better for hiring, for postpartum night support, for sleep support, for whatever. And so there was definitely a lot of thought that went into it. And granted that that happened in probably five, six, seven days. Um, but it it was ready to jump. And I, he was like, you know, get yourself one of those credit cards that, that you get a cool little discount on it or something, you know? And so I was like, all right, why not? We did it. And I jumped in and within, I think it was like two or three months I had paid the course off and between my postpartum support and the sleep stuff, like it really paid off super quickly and it was way faster than I expected for it to be. So it was reassuring and that I made the right choice. And I think the more that I make choices that are quote unquote, uh, you know, impulsive like that, and the more they go well, the more you kind of want to make choices like that. Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. I think that every single time you invest in yourself, uh, you know, if you're the type of person that's committed to getting your own return on investment, then like every single one of those investments is going to be worthwhile. And so I love that. I love that you have that approach. Um, 
What about your postpartum work? Are you, have you since raised your hourly rates as a postpartum doula now that you're a sleep consultant? Yeah, that's a great question. I have. So yeah. I, it was, it was kind of scary. So I live in Northern Massachusetts. I'm on the Southern New Hampshire line and you know, it's hard to come up with rates when you first are doing anything service-based because you're basically pricing yourself. And like, that takes a lot of confidence to put a number next to your name. Um, and so I always had such a hard time with it. And when I was first a postpartum doula, I was online researching people around the area, figuring out what people were charging um, and all of those things. So you can kind of get a basis on, you know, what should I be charging? Um, but my, my, the woman who did my certification for postpartum work, she also suggested writing out all of your bills and finding out, you know, what, how many hours a week do you want to work? And what does that mean for your, how much you need to charge? Um, because at the end of the day, someone else might be charging less because they don't need as much. Whereas I'm a single income household, I might need to charge more, I might have more, I might have more experience or whatever. Um, and so I kind of owned it and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to charge, I'm going to charge. And so I was charging probably about five to $10 more than the average person in this area already. Um, and I think that my difference between daytime and nighttime rates was only $5. And when I officially got my certification from my postpartum certification from Dona around the same time that I got my official certification from CPSM, I was like, you know, I think it's time to try to make that a little bit more of a difference because nighttime support is more sought after. And I was finding that most people were coming to me for that. So I ended up raising my rates. So now I have a $10 difference between days and nights and they both went up a little bit. And so I'm definitely still higher than the people in my area, but I'm finding that people are still reaching out. Um, and I think that uh, it was actually Darcy, uh, the doula Darcy, she mentioned something online once before that kind of hit me and it was, she was saying, you know, if you're not charging enough, you're not going to look like people want you, right? Like you kind of want to be that top shelf item because people want that top shelf item. Um, so I'm trying to own the pricing because I have to, at the end of the day, if I don't believe I'm worth it, then no one's going to believe I'm worth it. Um, and that's really where the imposter syndrome kicks in, but we, but we make it work. Um, so yeah, so I have up my rates and it's been, it's been really good so far. Yeah, I love that you're doing that. Um, I have raised my rates as a sleep consultant. I do it, honestly, I do it like every year or sometimes even a couple times a year. I just creep it up little by little. And I find that I actually have an easier time landing clients every single time I raise my rates. And to your point that you already mentioned, um, I think that people, there's psychology behind, you know, people perceive things that are more expensive to be better, right? Uh, whether they are or they aren't, you know, that, that varies, but people definitely, there's a perception that like when something's more expensive, that it's a better service or a better product. Right. And every single time I raise my rates, I don't, I have an easier time. I don't spend time convincing people that I'm worth it because my pricing reflects that I'm worth it. And it sort of speaks for itself. And then I just get on a call and I, and me, and I articulate how I can help them and how I can, uh, you know, support them as they work towards a transformation. And, and that's it. It's done. Exactly. And I think that the biggest part of it is when people ask you what you're charging, you need to say it with confidence. I mean, if you're saying, Oh, I charge whatever $500. It's like, Oh, but maybe I have this discount or I have this or I have that it really kind of makes your worth go down. If you say, you know, 
my plan is two weeks of virtual support for $500 period, end of story. People truly believe like you're worth it and I want you and they sign up faster and they, you know, like I said, they want you. It makes it so much easier and to find those clients like you were mentioning. Yeah. I think, look, a lot of us get into this line of work. We don't get into it for the money, right? I don't think either one of us or anybody really that I know is getting into a a service-based business where we're supporting families for the money, right? Like that's not, that's not the first intention. That being said, it's really hard to continue to support families at a high level if you don't love that work, the work that you do. And, you know, when you're not charging your worth, I think it's really easy to start resenting the work. Um, You know, especially your work, working overnight, it's grueling, right? So if you're sitting there all night, and you're awake, because the baby's awake, and you're being underpaid, and you're feeling undervalued, then you're not going to like your job, and you're not going to hustle to get out there and find more clients, right? And the same thing I've noticed holds true for me in sleep consulting, and I'm sure you're probably already experiencing this, and you will even more as you grow this side of your business. But, you know, we work hard for our clients, you know, not, not all of them are hard, but a lot of them, like really, demand a certain level of attention and support and TLC and empathy. And it really sometimes can feel a little bit draining, right? And if we're not earning money that makes us feel good about the work that we're doing, it's really, I think, very hard to continue to show up at the highest level. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I mean, I was working with that same client at one point and you know, I was working a night shift. So I was happy to answer messages while I was awake, because that's kind of I was there. Why wouldn't I? Um, But it made me realize after the end of working with them that I needed to set better boundaries for myself. And that's something that I struggle with, and I'm still working on. But you really recognize your worth. And like, so I ended up creating a separate like higher leveled package that involved like, you know, longer hours worth of virtual support that, you know, that way I could hold tight to my, you know, nine to nine or whatever you choose to pick for virtual support. Because if I'm up at night and I'm responding to you, odds are you're going to respond back and it's going to turn into a 15 minute conversation. It's not a simple, you know, send them one message and be done. And at the end of the day, then I don't mind it in the moment, but the next morning I'm tired. So, um, cause then I'm going to sleep thinking about your baby sleeping and then I can't fall asleep because your baby's not sleeping. <laughs> right. It becomes a whole loop. Right. Um, let's talk about just like goals for 2023. We're, we're headed into a new year and you have this new service that you're going to be offered that you are offering. Um, I'm wondering if you have thought about goals for, for the new year, whether they be big or small. Yeah. I mean, I find that like, you know, everybody has like their yearly goals that they typically put on and I've always shied away from them. And I don't know why I really never really made, you know, these yearly goals. Uh, But it was really kind of, I find, every few months when I'm like, Oh, I'm I'm launching something new, or, you know, I'm upping my rates, or I'm doing something I'm like, okay, well, like, then I set a goal then. So I find that I do a lot of like small, you know, incremental goals throughout the year. Um, But 2023, it's, it's going to be so different. I mean, I was working in a salary position managing a daycare and uh, living at home and, you know, going and working from 630 until 530 some days with no overtime pay and exhausted. So to be able to now make my own schedule again, I'm offering postpartum day and night support. Um, You know, I am able to now add sleep consulting, I'm going to be adding this membership 
thing. It's just, I think my 2023 goal overall is to just try to enjoy it and try to like love what I'm doing because I do. Um, and, and you're I doing it your way, right? Like it's on yeah. your terms, it's your time, it's your effort. And you're, you're really like, you're setting yourself up to do it your way, which I think is so beautiful. And that's exactly it, right? I mean, it's so hard and I'm definitely horrible at it, but to sit and enjoy the moment is so hard for so many people, including myself, but trying to enjoy the little wins and the little losses because that's where you grow um, and not feeling like I have to, you know, make so many plans for the future constantly like I like I normally do. Um, and that's something I want to work on in my business, but also my personal life because, you know, they connect very, very seamlessly. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Where can everybody find you if they want to connect with you? Maybe share social media, your website, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Serene Moments Doula. Um, and then I'm also, my website is serenemomentsdoula.com. So pretty simple. Um, and yeah, that's about, that's about where they can find me. <laughs> Thank you, Madison. It was so great chatting with you. And I cannot wait to see all that you do in 2023 and beyond. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much. And I hope you will tune in for the next episode.